This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for a Thursday. It's the 15th of February. It's 2024 and this podcast is long overdue. I'm going to skip the small talk because I don't care. I'm actually a little frustrated. Why is nobody talking about the absolutely pathetic state of basketball in our state? Michigan basketball is a train wreck. It's horrifying. It's a disaster. It's putrid. And that's before you even get the of the Pistons that are just as bad, if not worse. Do you know it's February 15th? Do you know that both the Pistons and Michigan have combined for 16 wins? They each have eight. Now, to be fair, I'm recording this podcast at 123 on Valentine's Day. So if the Pistons win tonight in Phoenix, then it will be 17 wins. They've played 78 games, the two teams combined. They've won 16 games. They're both dead last in their respected leagues. Michigan sucks in the Big Ten. They got three wins. They're dead last. And the Pistons have eight wins. Eight wins. And it's February 15th. Now watch. They're going to get to nine just because I keep saying eight. It's such a disaster. I don't know how it happened. Actually, yes, I do, because the men running the show are incompetent. It's that easy. And their bosses have showed them a vote of confidence. It's horrifying because it's one thing to be bad and expect changes to be made and hope that the future is going to be better. It's a whole other thing to realize that you, if you're a fan of one of these teams or both, you are screwed. Who do you want to start with? You want to start with Michigan? You want to start with the Pistons? Let's start with Michigan, shall we? Because Jawan Howard and Michigan basketball are a joke. I'm trying to be nice, but they are a joke. Their last two games, they've lost by a combined 1,000 points. I'm not even kidding. It's not even hyperbole. They went on the road to Nebraska. At one point, they're down 30 or 40. They just went on the road on Tuesday night, lost to Illinois by 29 points. The program just continues to get worse and worse and worse. 
The further we get away from Beeline and Beeline's guys, the program is truly an embarrassment. Look at the Jawan Howard era. Yes, he won the Big Ten. Sweet. In the COVID year. Yes, he's been to the second weekend of the tournament a couple different times. He beat a two-seed in Tennessee in the tournament as well. He beat a pretty good LSU team to move on in the tournament. Hell, they made the Elite Eight. One game away from the Final Four. If Franz Wagner could have hit that shot. Things started great. Every doubter of Jawan Howard admitted they were wrong. And then they were right. Jawan punching or open hand slapping the assistant for Wisconsin, getting suspended, and then just two brutal seasons. Absolutely awful seasons. You know, two seasons, blip on the radar. If you believe better things are ahead, if you believe that it was just two down years and, you know, uh, they were the exception. But the problem is this is now the constant. Last year, Michigan does not make the tournament. They had two NBA first-round picks. Jet Howard, Jawan's kid, pretty good player. Kobe Bufkin, remember him? Both dudes, first-round NBA picks. They also had Hunter Dickinson, who since transferred to Kansas, could win player of the year and a national title, potentially. They had three superstars last year, and they did not make the tournament. And then this year, you get one of the weirder suspensions in the history of college basketball. Doug McDaniels, their point guard, he announces on Twitter that he's suspended, but only for road games. So on the road, they have no point guard. But at home, he's able to play. We're led to believe it's academics, right? So on Tuesday, which, by the way, was a bloody day for Detroit sports, the Wings got their ass kicked by Edmonton, the Pistons got their ass kicked by the Lakers, and Michigan lost by 29 to Illinois. Jawan Howard was at the podium, and he was asked about Terrence Shannon Jr., who plays for the Illini and scored 31 points against Michigan. It was a bad look for Jawan because Jawan's up there kind of joking around after his team just got their asses kicked by damn near 30 points. Take a listen to this back and forth. This is Jawan being asked about Terrence Shannon Jr., a guy that Jawan thought was going to go to Michigan. Take a listen. I know you're, you're familiar with Terry Shannon. What was tonight? I'm very familiar with Terry Shannon. You're welcome. Would you ever on that what stood out about him today? <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, you know, Terry Shannon is a guy who I recruited who committed to the University of Michigan, as you all are very aware of. And uh, you're welcome. He's played extremely well since he's been here. And I'm so proud of him. Um, you know, he's uh, started out the season uh, playing great basketball. Uh, and then uh, when he took that break, uh, he came back. Uh, it's like he hasn't lost a step. And that's so hard to do, uh, sitting out for the time that he did and uh, to hit the ground running like uh, he had missed. And I commend their, their staff for, you know, uh, being able to support them um, throughout this process. But, you know, it's not easy for a young man what he's he's been through. I mean, I'm sure what the young lady has been through is not easy on both sides. But, um, you know, I, I wish the Terrence can stay, stay healthy and uh, finish, finish up this year. So I think he has a lot of basketball ahead of him.
So Terrence Shannon Jr. is accused of rape and he got his trial or court date pushed back to May so he can still play with the Illini basketball team. But I don't know if that was Jawan saying, listen, our standards at Michigan are way too high. We can't get the kids we want in. Apparently, the credits from Texas Tech, where Terrence Shannon was before, would not all transfer, so he wasn't able to go to Michigan. Let's not forget, Caleb Love was another kid that Jawan wanted to come to Michigan, played it in the national title game, committed to Michigan, and apparently something happened, I think, academically, and he couldn't get in either. So maybe Jawan isn't joking around about Terrence Shannon saying, you're welcome. Maybe he's saying the standards at Michigan are unfair or too high. Maybe he's sending a message, this is why we can't win. Well, too bad. It's your job to get kids on this team that can play basketball. The guy that was there before you did it didn't have a problem. John Beeline, what's your issue, Jawan? Things are so bad at Michigan hoops. So bad. But then they get worse. Because I actually just got this sent to me from Rico Beer from the afternoon show. It says, Ward Manuel states support for Jawan Howard amid difficult season. Let me read you some of Ward's quotes. Now, Ward is a disaster in himself, is he not? How many things at Michigan in the athletic department happened that you're like, what the hell is going on here? But Ward apparently is sticking up for Jawan. He said, quote, Jawan and I have talked, yes. And we'll continue to have those conversations as the season goes through. And I continue to support him in an effort to turn this around and win like he expects to. There's no lack of effort from our student athletes or coaches. It's a lack of execution at times, and we have to be better. He knows that. They know that, and expectations are high. But I will continue to have conversations with him, and will continue to support him in our program, and continue to be there for him. Does that sound like a guy that's going to get fired? I would say the answer is no. Now, the article does go on to say, that Manuel would not commit to Howard being back for another season when asked, but also did not commit to a change being imminent. Of course, such information is rarely revealed in a press conference mid-season, it says. Here's the quote. It would be fair to say I have not really thought about any changes in our men's basketball program at this time. How? You haven't thought of any changes? What? Are you not watching? Let me continue. It's one of the greatest things that, I guess, I can't say it any clearer. I want to support Jawan to be successful and have not given any moment or thought of anything about changes at this time. And so my support is of him, of our student athletes and our staff. What a train wreck. Do you know Chris Holtman just got fired yesterday at Ohio State? They had four wins in the Big Ten. One more win than Jawan Howard in Michigan. Chris Holtman and Ohio State were actually a two seed not too long ago. Then they got upset in the NCAA tournament by Oral Roberts. He gets whacked, but Jawan can't get whacked. And listen, I understand not to fire him during midseason, right? He's a Michigan man. I love the Fab Five, my favorite team of all time. It's what got me into basketball. Jawan and Jalen and Chris and Jimmy and Ray, I love them. I lived and died with those guys. So I get they're not going to fire him during the season. 
but he cannot be back next year. I don't think he cares enough. I can't prove that. It's what I think, though. And if you wondered why I'm so fired up, I'm sorry. I care. I care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've always liked Michigan basketball, sometimes more than Michigan football. And it breaks my heart to see them this pathetic. Disgrace. Come on. Make a move, Ward. Get him out of there. But of course, it's not just Michigan. That's an embarrassment. Oh, no. Because the Pistons are also an embarrassment. Just like Michigan, they have eight wins. Now, that could change, obviously, if they beat the Suns when I'm recording this podcast. So maybe they get the nine wins. I don't know. But they are a colossal joke. And Troy Weaver finally spoke to the media. All season long, during a 28-game losing skid, nobody's talking to the media. Everybody's hiding out. Finally, Troy makes some moves at the deadline, and he has to talk. And I don't know about you. But I thought the press conference should have been about Troy stating why he deserves to keep his gig. But it wasn't. It was a bunch of people asking him about his new acquisitions. Troy flat out said he was wrong. I mean, he literally admitted he could have got more for Boyan Bogdanovich last year at the deadline or even in the offseason. But he decided not to. He screwed up with Killian Hayes. Had to release him. Troy took him in the lottery, his first draft, seventh overall, right in front of Tyrese Halliburton, who's an all-star. When asked why Hayes didn't work out, Troy said couldn't shoot. Well, didn't you know that before you drafted him? Think about his first draft. He had three first-round picks. One of them was Hayes, gone. One of them was Sadiq Bey, traded, lost the trade. And then one of them was Beef Stew, who you did extend. Cade Cunningham fell into your lap. We're not quite sure if he's actually the guy for this team. Jaden Ivey fell into your lap. And Jalen Duren was a good pick that Troy maneuvered to get. So I give him credit for that. But this team is a disaster. They have eight wins. They're historically bad. So forgive me when I showed up to the press conference. I was all about trying to find out why Troy thinks he deserves to be here. I asked three questions. I want to play these questions for you. I have video even. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play you back to back to back the three questions I asked Troy Weaver. We'll come back and we'll talk about it. Because just like Jawan and Ward, Troy has a guy that believes in him. But first, take a listen. Troy, can you uh, give your message to Piston fans that might not have a whole lot of confidence in what's going on with this team right now? And and why are you the right guy to kind of build this thing back up? Well, absolutely. 
I'm the right guy. Um, I sat here uh, June of 2020 and said we're going to re restore the piston. That's what we're going to do. Uh, we have a plan in place. We have a young core that's um, showing that um, they're growing and they have a chance to be uh, special players and it's it's on us to continue to fortify that group. Uh, we have things in place, uh, our core is in place, uh, got a coach in place to lead us, but absolutely excited about the future. Uh, like I said, we're, we're almost behind us, uh, but more importantly, we're excited about uh, what's ahead of us. Um, if you watched the last two nights, you should feel good about um, what's ahead of us and the young core and the guys we believe in. And, uh, we'll continue to fortify this group, but like I said, from day one, like I'm unwavered. I'm on assignment to restore the Pistons, and that absolutely will happen. Right. Hey, Trey, oh, just, well, just, you talked about the plan and that you're the right guy for the job. Can you, what do you think the timeline is? I know you probably can't answer exactly, but what do you think the timeline is to when this team is back in the postseason, maybe making deep runs in the postseason? As we know, it's, I mean, not all on you, but it's been a long time for this organization since they've had some success. Well, I mean, when I came in, I said we had to restore the Pistons, and that's, that's not changing. So timeline, uh, I don't have the ex exact answer to that, but we had a lot to clean up and get in order first. And um, we've done that. Uh, we had to draft these young players. Uh, we have a young core now that we really like. And now um, we can move forward with them. But um, a timeline, I mean, we got the core together now and fortified a group and, you know, Monty and his group bill. But uh, I don't know, but I can't give you an exact date, but the concrete has been poured. We've, we've, we've got it uh, to a place now um, where we got the young core. We've um, cleaned up a lot of things. We got great books. Um, so it's there. I mean, we got great books and we got a young core. That's exciting and um, looking forward to it. But a timeline of when we'll um, be restored um, is ongoing and we're working ourselves off to, to get us there. So. Um, You'll know. You'll be first to know uh, when we hit it. Does that sound like a guy that thinks he's going to be fired? The answer is, of course, no. What does a guy have to do to get fired around here? During Troy Weaver's tenure in the four years at the helm, the Pistons have been a joke, not even coming close to sniffing the postseason. And this year, they're the worst team in basketball. This is on him. However, just like Jawan, Troy has a defender, and it happens to be the owner of the Detroit Pistons. So the Free Press did a Q&A with Tom Gores, who, of course, went to the Pistons Clipper game. He also went to the Pistons Laker game, and he was asked about his confidence in Troy Weaver and the front office as a whole. Here's his quote. I think we just came together, and the first thing we did is take accountability for the mistakes we made. As an organization, you really can't go forward until you acknowledge what did not work. That was the first thing. 
And being honest about that provides you the future. If you don't look in your past for a little bit and what was right and what was wrong, it's very hard to go to the future. We did that along the process. I have confidence in Troy. I have confidence. We leaned on each other through this process, but we also didn't avoid the idea of what we were accountable for. It gave us a pathway to go forward, unquote. This guy is clueless. The owner of the Pistons is clueless. He is a great businessman because he's a billionaire, but he's not a great owner of a basketball team. He doesn't give a damn if they win or lose. He doesn't have that passion that you need from an owner of a professional sports team. What a joke. Other owners in the league would be like, this is unacceptable. Four years on the job. Troy Weaver can't do it. We got to get rid of him. We got to find somebody new. Like the incompetence fucking kills me. It does. These guys make millions of dollars and they have eight wins. And all that happens is they're given a vote of confidence to continue to screw up. So there you go. Two teams, Michigan and the Pistons, both disasters, both embarrassments, and both men that run the team get a vote of confidence from their bosses. If you're a Michigan fan, if you're a Pistons fan, I got bad news for you. You're screwed. Let's get some comments and get the hell out of here. Sorry for the negativity. But at some point, you just snap a little bit, don't you? At some point, you say to yourself, like, what are we doing here? Yesterday's podcast was all about Dan Campbell. And did he screw up more than Kyle Shanahan? And as time has gone on since the NFC title game, have you found yourself having a better appreciation for your Lions head coach? Let me read some of the comments. Tom McLean, 88-93. This is Tom's second comment read in DC. I trust 100%. Scooter Park. Take the points, Dan. Admit it and we can move on. Show wisdom is not lost. Take the momentum back in the third and being up three scores was right there. His players are the reason, by the way, as well as the retooled Lions organization. Yes, a player's coach that can take you as close as possible, but gamble it away. Sounds like he doesn't believe in MCDC. And how about one more comment? This one comes from Jam Cooper. It says, you were calling the Lions loss in the NFC title game SOL. So you have an insanely low amount of credibility when it comes to defending Dan Campbell, in my opinion. Well, if you watch the podcast, I said I didn't like the moves that Campbell made in the second half. I also said it wasn't all his fault. Duh. But if you get mad about the SOL thing, you probably shouldn't. But I'm not going to tell you how to feel because you're not going to listen to me anyway. But the second half of that game was the same old Lions. It was. Now, they're not same old Lions forever. They're going to be very good next year. I think they're going to make themselves a very nice run next year. But it doesn't change the fact that they choked away a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And if that's not SOL, I don't know what is. I'm an expert in SOL. That's what it was. So if you want to get mad at me for calling it SOL, then get mad. It doesn't change the fact that Dan Campbell is an amazing coach that's done an amazing job. And the further we get away from the NFC title game, the more I appreciate the man. And I can't wait to see what he does in the future. That's all. Angry podcast today. Bad day to come at me. Anyway, 
that's going to do it for the daily ticket. I keep promising you the leaderboard for commenter of the month. How many people got their comments read the most? I will give that to you tomorrow on a Friday. I do promise. If I break my promise, bad things will happen to me. Okay? In the meantime, ask yourself the question. Pistons, Michigan hoops. Will they ever win again? The answer is probably no. What an embarrassment. I hope you enjoyed my back and forth with Troy Weaver, though. Some people did. Some people thought I was unfair. What are you going to do? Catch you tomorrow on a Friday. See everybody.